Hey, if you own or plan to own a home, listen up. I'm Brian Feldman, host of Rent It, Buy It, Refi It, and today I'm talking Residential Bank Corp, a mortgage company with licensed pros taught to treat every client exactly as they would want to be treated. At Residential Bank Corp, they offer a wide variety of mortgage programs and a speedy process. From the time your application is taken until your loan funds, your loan officer will keep you informed throughout the entire process, and that process can take as little as two weeks. At Residential Bank Corp, we offer the standard conventional FHA and VA. We have down payment assistance, homes for heroes, teachers grants, self and foreign nationals, and pretty much every mortgage program offered in the state. When I'm not on the radio, I'm a licensed loan officer at Residential Bank Corp, and I'd love to meet you. The office is located in Las Vegas at 3068 East Sunset between Eastern and Pecos. Come on in and let's get you approved today. Residential Bank Corp, funding America, one neighborhood at a time. Brian Feldman, NMLS 116-2258. Louis Galindo, NMLS 145-5715. Branch NMLS 120-894. Corporate NMLS 210-853. Equal housing lender. In the middle of our if you own a home an investment property, or if you're looking to become a homeowner in the Las Vegas area, don't change the station. Because it's time for the most comprehensive, informative, and interactive mortgage and real estate show in Nevada. Rent it, buy it, refi it. Brought to you by Residential Bank Corp. Your first and only choice when looking for home financing. Residential Bank Corp. Funding America one neighborhood at a time. Here's the host, producer, and senior loan officer at Residential Bank Corp, Brian Feldman. That's right, it is our house, and here we go on a Friday night in Las Vegas. It is just after 6 o'clock, and this is Rent It, Buy It, Refi It the show that is keeping Las Vegas informed about the ever-changing housing market and on all of the current home financing programs and options available in the state of Nevada and beyond. The show is brought to you by Residential Bank Corp, funding America one neighborhood at a time with integrity, experience, and quality customer service. I'm the host, Brian Feldman, and you can catch us right here on KSHP 1400 AM and now also on 107.1 FM, same time every Friday night. The show is also streaming live on the KSHP website. That is KSHP.com. Then just click listen live and you will be on board. You can also watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And after the show, the podcast is available on the Residential Bank Corp uh, uh, and the radio station's websites and my personal Facebook uh, page as well. If you are listening to the show for the first time, once again, I am Brian Feldman. I'm a former host of the radio shopping show here on KSHP and I've been hosting another sports talk show on Sunday mornings at eight for going on 11 years now the show's called out of line and it's on a station just barely down the dial on the am side kind of way up the dial on the fm side i can't give out the call letters as that would be considered a conflict of interest but what i can say is on that station you can hear 
all the Vegas Golden Knights games, you know, like a fox. That being said, my profession, you know, the job that pays the bills and puts food on the table. I am a, um, a loan originator with the best mortgage lender in Las Vegas, Residential Bank Corp. And overall, I have been originating mortgage loans for over 20 years. Tonight, I will be joined shortly on the KSHP Residential Bank Corp studio line by Residential Bank Corp branch manager, John LaGuardia. John has been in the mortgage and real estate business for the majority of his career. And he is, and, and John's like my age or a little older than me. So he's been doing this a long time. Seriously, John has a whirlwind of knowledge. And tonight we are going to talk about current trends, housing inventory in the state. And if you're looking to rent some very important and interesting information that you probably need to consider uh, before you get out there and look for a rental property, if that's what you're going to do. And then at the bottom of the hour, it's the CEO corner where Residential Bank Corp and President, uh, our chief executive officer, Corey Wood, uh, with his weekly state of the mortgage industry address tonight, you will be probably hearing Corey more passionate and maybe even more angry than you've ever heard him before. Tonight, Corey will address a huge problem that is about to take place in our country. And for those of you who have spent your life trying to maintain good credit, prepare to learn here tonight why that could very well be working against you. Is that amazing? In the very near future, uh, we'll talk about that when Corey's on the show. Corey will also be talking about the Fed Reserve meeting happening next Wednesday and what you can expect to happen with interest rates. Also part of the show is social media director Spencer The Wiz Ostrovsky. It took a second, but Spencer's got his own theme music, and it's well-deserved. If you saw all that he did for the show, Spencer will be fielding your questions and passing them along, and he also makes sure the video portion of the show is on point. He's in Pahrump, but watch, nothing's going to change on the show today. So if you are watching the show... um, on any of our viewing outlets, you can see that The Wiz is definitely doing his job tonight. Uh, the show is live and interactive, so that means your calls and questions are welcome. You can reach out to Spencer on the question forum or call the KSHP Residential Bank Corp. studio line at 702-221-7283. And do me a favor, if you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, you know the deal. Tell your friends anyways. If they don't own a home, I'm sure they want to. And we've got the goods every Friday night right here to make home ownership dreams a reality. So make sure that you stick and stay. Um, all right. It's time to get to John LaGuardia on the KSHP Residential Bank Corp line. So before we do, let that social distancing audience, still social distancing well after the pandemic. I don't even like using that term anymore. I didn't like using it then. But uh, we got to give them their due. So let's go. There you go, John. Look at that. You have an audience cheering for you, and you haven't said a word yet. <laughs> How are you, my friend? How are you doing, Brian? Oh, you know, I'm so... Uh, th- my own line, whenever somebody asks me that question, is, I'm so darn good, I can hardly stand it. Uh, it's a beautiful Friday in Las Vegas. Um, we're still originating loans. We're still very optimistic about the future. Corey will talk about that in a little bit, but um, I- I'm optimistic about everything when it comes to this industry and this business, John, and I know part of that comes from your leadership as a residential bank court branch manager, and uh, John, you know, what I want to ask you first, and me and you can talk about this, because we do in the 
office. And I thought it was such interesting conversation sometimes that we have regarding mortgage loans that we talk about it on the air tonight. And John, what is your feeling? Like when you talk to a realtor right now, we're watching this, the, the market shift again. As a matter of fact, before we even get into this, John, I know you checked this out. What is the inventory right now for single family residents in Nevada? You know, it's getting lower and lower, Brian. Um, as I was just checking today, uh, in the Valley, we have like 4,200 <clears throat> 4, homes, and that's, that's condos and townhomes, right? So um, we're, not, we're not counting Perron for Boulder City, but, you know, we can, and it's still not even over 5,000. So, you know, that's putting a limit on, uh, on people's buying. You know, that's, that's to the top to the bottom, you know, condos included. There's like 400. Four hundred and um, right around four hundred condos. Right around, you know, uh, I, I know. Excuse me. I think it's about five hundred, four hundred townhomes, and about thirty-five hundred homes. So that doesn't put a lot out there for everybody. You no. know, an inventory like five times that at least. No, we, we were used to a lot more, obviously. And, you know, like every, like most businesses, they are predicated on supply and demand. And when supply goes down, typically demand increases if the product is good. Well, in real estate, it's always good. So when supply starts going down, John, demand gets better as we know. And what happens? The market starts to shift again. Uh, we, we saw the market for a couple of years, probably the longest straight stretch I ever saw where it was completely a buyer's market, excuse me, completely a seller's market for the longest stretch I've ever seen it be a seller's market before the shift, kind of like late 2021, early 2022, when we shifted into becoming a um, a buyer's market. And that is because uh, what you know, all of a sudden there was a lot of inventory on the table. Interest rates went up a little bit. Inflation finally reared its ugly head, which we know is going to happen. And things change. Time passes and things change. And so so, John, again, um, you know, lower inventories typically equates to a shift in the in the market, leading ba- leaning back towards the seller. What do you tell your realtors, John? Because I know you've got really good realtors that you work with, guys like Brian Goodman that come in. They're in a lot. They're really got their 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 you know their their um hands in the cookie jar. They're they're they understand the business. But right now, it's a little bit of a head scratcher because Brian will come to you like I'm getting realtors. My realtors uh recently talked to one of my my favorite realtors, Tom Fisher. You know, talking to me about, hey Brian, I don't know how much longer we're going to be getting seller concessions. We were talking about a a, a um, one of our cli- mutual clients just yesterday, and I was saying yes, and he's like, man, I just don't know. That's starting to slow down and dissipate. So what do you tell a guy like Brian Goodman when he sits down and says, John, what are we going to do, man? I've got a buyer right now. He's motivated. He wants to get a house, but he's in that buyer's range of $300,000, and man, he's looked at a couple properties, and all of a sudden, there's multiple offers. What kind of advice do you give him? Yeah, well, that's a great question, Brian, and uh, obviously, we've been talking about it a lot with our agents, and uh, one of the things we talk about, too, and, you know, it, it, it's a strategy, right? So, you know, depending on the client, we're going FHA conventional. It doesn't really matter that much anymore, but what they're, what they're doing, um, a lot of them are coming in just a little bit higher, just a little bit higher. You know, it, it's really kind of almost a seller's market again, so I, we kind of feel that if it isn't, I mean, you know, based on the inventory, it looks like it. So they're asking for, you know, listen, uh, some of our buyers still need a little help. I mean, it's always good to get a little closing cost if you can. Um, instead of asking for percentage rates, you know, they're asking for just a little bit, you know, to help them out. At least to get the rate down a little bit, sometimes that helps. So we're, we're structuring it, you know, basically the realtor's doing all the heavy lifting, but they're asking for a little higher price, just a little bit, 
and um, you know, just try to get the deal, right? So if you come in a little bit higher, people are more open to get that, you know, and uh, say, well, hey, this is the highest offer. You know, sometimes there's three or four or five thousand dollars that are requesting for closing costs. So that's that's one way they're doing it. And then, you know, of course, it's going to depend on the appraisal coming back. But at least you're in the contract and you can negotiate that after the fact, right? So that's that's what some of my agents are, are doing just to get, you know, just to get in the deal. Because once you get in the deal, you know, you could kind of work it a little bit. It's getting that contract, getting escrow, and trying to get it. And that's, that's been pretty tough, like you say. That's That's one of the arts right now in the industry because, you know, there's only so many. And we're seeing a lot of people... You know, revert back to townhomes or condo. You know, try to get a townhome over a condo. You know, there's there's not the condo restrictions and things like that. Yep. that with the condo, you know, that's that's a tough one. And um, you know, and just getting in those lower price homes. Yep. And uh, instead of having people wait, you know, we we you know we do offer the, you know, uh, you know we pass on the we pay for the lending fees on the next one if they get involved now. And so you know, rates change that helps a lot. And so. We're giving them as much ammo as we can, you know, on the lending side, and just really trying to, uh, you know, um, you know, get the agent to get the deal. So, you know, a lot of uh, structure and strategy, even with the client, you know, rather regarding credit to get a help them out with the, you know, the rate so they can buy a little bit more. All those things are, are playing into this market right now, and uh, again, I really feel like it's moved to a seller's market almost already. I wasn't expecting this so soon. Hopefully we get more inventory, right? No, I, I hope so as well, John. And yeah, there's no question it is making that shift again. And, and, and it's based on limited inventory. I mean, when there's limited inventory, the seller is going to be in more of a position of power and be able to maybe increase the purchase price or, you know, you know, obviously ask for potentially if they get multiple offers, ask for something above listing or simply say to any potential buyer out there, look, I'm not going to give you any concessions right now. I don't have to. And they, they were in that state for a couple of years uh, that, that, you know, we got spoiled in the respect of all of a sudden, almost every contract we're getting had some type of concession for the for the the buyer. However, you know, John, and we've talked about this before. I've got a couple of solutions out there, and I know you like these. And and you know, and and the bottom line is, I'm just sharing information that I learned from our guru Corey Wood. A couple of things I say to my realtors now to get them motivated and say to keep going. It's like, look, talk to your talk, you know, talk to your buyer. Tell them not to worry. We're going to take care of them and, you know, get some offers in. And one of the key things, and again, Corey, Corey started preaching this to me when I first started working for him three and a half years ago, how the value of a underwritten pre-approval and how valuable that is. And right now when the market, when the market shifts to a, the seller side, now all of a sudden you've got multiple offers, you walk in. So you know what I tell my buyers is look. Give me everything right now. I give them that initial needs document needs list, and we get that file into underwriting as though it already had a fully executed um, residential purchase agreement attached to it. We send that to underwriting. We get them to underwrite the file and approve it at a set amount. Maybe we do it a little bit, have them prove it a little bit over what the the buyer's looking for. Then what happens when they take that pre-approval, or excuse me, what happens when they go to put in an offer in-house that a realtor does, they walk in with an underwritten 
a fully underwritten conditional approval. And that, that, and usually the conditions are good. We've even worked on them by the time they get the offer in. Then it gives me the authority to give a call to the listing agent and say, listen, you got a beautiful house right now. You listed. I'm sure you'll sell this rather quickly. You may even have a couple offers in. I just want you to know that, that, that Mr. and Mrs. Buyer that just put in an offer under jo- John Doe, the realtor. Um, I've already had that file completely underwritten and approved at the price at your list price. Matter of fact, I've got it approved a little above that, but the deal is, is that, you know, we can obviously only lend on what the appraisal comes in at. However, what I am telling you is if you accept my client's offer, what's going to happen is I am going to meet every loan contingency. You can make them as strict as you want. You want to make them stringent? You want to make give me a, a week to give you a, to, to, for the loan contingency? Fine. You want to give me 10 days for the appraisal contingency? I ask a few more days because I have I don't have control over the appraisal. So we want to be lenient because I don't want you to have to come to you and ask for an addendum. So give me 10 days in the appraisal. Give me 17 days on the RPA to close your loan. I'm probably only going to need 14, maybe even less, depending on when I get the appraisal back, depending on how clean everything is. But I can get this thing closed in probably 14 days, maybe even a little bit less than that. A cash buyer, it's going to take you just as long to close that loan. You still have to have an appraisal on the property. So here's the deal. I mean, unless they don't want one, but here's the deal. I can close almost, I am the next best thing to a cash buyer. If you don't have a cash buyer, which a lot of properties don't have cash offers on, if they do, they've already accepted it. So here's the deal. I know you got four other offers. Trust me, this is a cash deal coming in. Again, is it going to work? Is it foolproof? You can't say that, but I can tell you that most listing off, most listing agents, as Corey taught me a long time ago, don't receive calls like that from lenders about a person that put in an offer on their property. So it is very strong. It is something unique. And also it shows the proactivity where if you're the listing agent, wow, this lender really is on his game, man. He's already got him pre-approved and he's calling me for God's sakes. I got to believe that gives you a little edge, John, as far as helping to get your buyer's offers accepted. Yeah. And and that's no hype, Brian. What you're saying is exactly right. And it is like a cash offer because cash offers don't close after their inspection. They don't close any faster than 14 days. I mean, you know, there's no reason for them to. Um, you know, so I've seen some of them go even longer. So we could probably, you know, with our team, I mean, it's really, it's honestly right on. Uh, people should listen to that and, uh, and, and let us do some TBDs on these files, which means, you know, the properties to be determined. So, yeah, absolutely. Do a little higher. You said it all. Um, uh, you know, I love that strategy, too. Uh, and, and we do do that, too. And I think that's fantastic. So. Um, good for you. I think these are some good tips for for any buyer that's coming out there. Get that get that paperwork in their hand that's got that completely underwritten full approval, and and that's going to make uh, a lot of difference when your agent goes in to make that offer, like you said. So. I think that's an excellent uh, idea, Brian. So No, I agree, John. Yeah. And the other thing that we have at Residential Bay Corp, and you can attest to this as well as anyone, um, but we have a CEO that actually we can get a hold of. We can we can roll we can roll ideas off of. We've got a processing manager that answers her phone and rolls ideas off of. That is something. And again, am I telling you to come to Residential Bank Corp? I'm telling you to find a company if not if it's not Residential Bank Corp that is similar that has similar business practices that has people employed like John LaGuardia. You know, like so many others in our company that are people that actually care that are amazingly good people. You can't. I'm probably the least likable person. 
in our company. So uh, I mean, <laughs> but no, I, I, what, what I, in all seriousness, John, it is the, the, the our company. I would, if I was to detach a moniker to our company, I would say we are extremely user friendly. We yeah. we will explain everything to you, and when we don't know something, we have the resources at our fingertips, and it's not the Google Internet resources. We all have that. We have actually live resources that'll pick up their phone, John, and help us out at any time. And I think people like Corey Wood, like Anjo Hansen, like the people we have in our company, even our IT guys, all the way down to the guys that work on our mortgage software, guys like Jose, uh, are amazing people in this company. And that's the way we get things done. And I also think, John, relaying that Two prospective realtors that are, that want to work with us and want to get things done and want to get their offers accepted. Those things are incredible. Those are intangibles that you don't get at a lot of places. And those intangibles, what do they do? They get your business and they get loans closed, right? That's a fact. A hundred percent. hundred percent, Brian. And, uh, you know, and that's unique too. And, uh, we, we walk that walk. I mean, Corey is unbelievably amazing. Like you say. Where are you going to get to find a CEO in this world? And I, it's never been at any company I've been at, and I've been at a few of them. And, you know, pick up the phone, and Corey just jumps right on and helps us with whatever problem it is at any level. And, we, you know, we try not to bother him too much, but, boy, when we need it, He's there for us, and that's impressive. You know, and, you and, know? and the thing is, it's funny, and I almost want to steal a quote from the Bible to a degree. You know, in the Bible it says, he helps those that help themselves. Well, Corey Wood, you help yourself, you work, you show up, you do your job, you care about people, you pay attention, yeah. and Corey Wood is going to be in your corner every step of the way to help you be yeah. successful. And again, as far as buyers and realtors go, what that means to you is it means that we get the job done. We are incentivized yeah. more, more than just monetary. We are incentivized by working for a great entity and we want to get things done. And like I said, you know, the key to to any business, the success is repeat and referral. And I look at this business as I look at my, the person who cuts the 17 hairs I have left, left on my head. Okay. Well, what, what I look at that person is you find someone who does a good job at something and you continue to use them. I want to be your hair, your hairdresser. I want to be the person you come to every time you have something with mortgages that I think Every one of us in this company feels that way, and those are the people that Corey recruits and Corey brings aboard. So I think that bodes well. John, we only have about another minute, and I, I, I'm getting blown up a little bit. I like to say blown up. I've had three questions saying, you guys, we're going to talk about rentals. A lot of people right now, because of this limited inventory, maybe because of the, 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 the higher interest rates and the values, even though property values aren't really, well, they're going to start increasing a little bit again when, when you have limited inventory, but it's not that they're increasing. It's just that it's, it's difficult for people to find home so people are turning again to rent and look at the rental well here's the thing john and, and please help me out with this number one is i've discovered this and i know you have as well rental you're paying still almost as much for rent as you would for your mortgage because as mortgages have gone up so have rental property prices anyone that's running out there can probably attest to this in the last couple of years you have watched your rent probably at least go up a few hundred dollars in the last couple of years that's number one one of the things and the other most discouraging thing i talked to one of my realtors today Brian Simons, who is a rental guru. This guy, that's what he spends his majority, helping people find rental companies. And I was going to have Brian on. Brian wasn't feeling his best, so he wasn't able to come on today. But here's the deal with what Brian told me today. What he, what he, The roadblocks he is running into with rental properties. He is running into roadblocks. So right now, they are really looking at your credit. If your credit score is below 600, maybe even below 620, which you can get a FHA loan for 580 and sometimes below that, and, and VA's all day long, 
they're not going to touch it. You're not going to get in the rental property. And the other thing is they're now also looking at, but with that credit, they are looking at your income. They want to sure, make sure you are not going to be rental property poor so they don't get left in the dust. And they're looking at it more than they ever have before. Those two factors are key. And the fact, John, that at most rental companies or most rental properties are, are controlled by um, property management companies. What do they require? They require an application. What does the application require? It requires moolah it requires dough and if you end up getting getting going and looking at five or six rental properties and put in applications on every one you could be out you know four or five hundred dollars for doing that those are all things you need to consider right yeah absolutely it was a profit center for them for a while just pulling people's credit and unfortunately you know that's just uh unnecessary evil i guess if you're out there trying to find a nice place and it, it, the rents, rents are not going to go down anytime soon. I just don't see it because we have a shortage, as we just, you know, spoke about, you know, in properties in general. Um, you know, I can say this though, Brian, real estate's always going to be a great, you know, uh, a great investment over time. Um, rates are going to change. Where we have the ability to refinance people and put them into lower rates with with waiving our lender costs for. I think Corey said until the end of 24, uh, you know, I stand corrected if that's wrong, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, is going to give people an opportunity to maybe get into lower payment and get a house, you know, and get a, you know, get that home ownership and, and see the benefits of having a home. You know, uh, there's just so many, I can't, you know, we won't have enough time to talk about that, but um, yeah, it's, it's always going to be about real estate and we're here, we're available to help people. You know, we help with their credit, we help with, a lot of the situations that they have to figure out a way that they can buy, and that's what we do. No, no doubt, John. And the, and the number one, I would think, my number one lesson for what John and I just said is, if you are considering renting, make sure you have at least exercise the option to see if you are capable of purchasing. At least give us a call and let's talk about your situation. Again, he is John LaGuardia, branch manager at Residential Bay Corp. I see John every day. I might see him tomorrow. I definitely won't see you on Sunday, but I'll for sure see you on Monday. John, appreciate you taking the time out. I know you got to get out with your wife and have some dinner and enjoy your Friday night, but we appreciate you taking the time. And again, I'll see you soon. And I loved it. Thank you for uh, putting all the positive effort out there. I appreciate it. Don't you dare say any time because I've tried to get you on the show several times and you've been unavailable. So it's not any time, but you can say sometime you'll be on the show. That I appreciate. John, love you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. A lot more fun. Okay, thanks, Brian. You have a good night. That's John LaGuardia. We Listen, we're way overdue for a break, and we are also way overdue uh, to get the CEO corner going, so we're going to take a real short break. I did want to announce that KSHP is 1400 AM and 107.1 FM, K296HP, North Las Vegas, and online at KSHP.com. And Sports Bar is a new standalone sports bar and gaming facility in downtown Las Vegas. Located just down the road from Cashman Field at 931 North Las Vegas Boulevard, Kickers is the perfect place to watch and hear all your favorite games and sporting events. A unique and intimate atmosphere that includes 17 big screens and 15 gaming machines. Kickers caters to hockey fans with a center ice package. And when our Vegas hockey team is playing, enjoy $2 shots throughout the game and free shots every time they score. For football season, Kickers has the NFL ticket and is a Green Bay Packers bar. During every Packers game, 
Kickers gives away jerseys and raffles off Packers gear. Kickers is also the place to go for UFC fights and pay-per-view events because they show them all. And Kickers pays it forward like no other establishment in Las Vegas. Welcoming first responders and frontline workers with 50% off their tab all day, every day. Follow Kickers on social media to stay informed about all their events, viewing parties, and happenings. One visit and you'll become a regular. Check it out today. Kickers Gaming and Sports Bar, downtown Las Vegas at 931 North Las Vegas Boulevard. Hey, if you own or plan to own a home, listen up. I'm Brian Feldman, host of Rent It, Buy It, Refi It, and today I'm talking Residential Bank Corp, a mortgage company with licensed pros taught to treat every client exactly as they would want to be treated. At Residential Bank Corp, they offer a wide variety of mortgage programs and a speedy process. From the time your application is taken until your loan funds, your loan officer will keep you informed throughout the entire process, and that process can take as little as two weeks. At Residential Bank Corp, we offer the standard conventional FHA and VA. We have down payment assistance, homes for heroes, teachers' grants, self Employed foreign nationals, and pretty much every mortgage program offered in the state. When I'm not on the radio, I'm a licensed loan officer at Residential Bank Corp, and I'd love to meet you. The office is located in Las Vegas at 3068 East Sunset between Eastern and Pecos. Come on in and let's get you approved today. Residential Bank Corp, funding America one neighborhood at a time. Brian Feldman, NMLS 116-2258. Louis Galindo, NMLS 145-5715. Branch NMLS 120-894. Corporate NMLS 210-853. Equal housing lender. We're not even going to mess around right now. We're going to right to it. You're listening to Rent It, Buy It, Refi It. Every Friday, 6 to 7, right here on KSHP. Again, 1400 AM, and I can say it now, 107.1 FM. This is Rented by Refida, and it is time for... Are you ready to get the inside scoop? Updates on interest rates, home financing programs, industry secrets and projections you can't get anywhere but right here on Rent It, Buy It, Refi It. That's right. It's time for the CEO Corner with Residential Bank Corp. Chief Executive Officer Corey Wood with this week's State of the Mortgage Industry Address. Now, here's Corey. And that is right. It is that time, time for Residential Bank Corp. CEO Corey Wood to join the show. Corey, I just heard John LaGuardia on the show. That's always fun, chopping it up with people that I know and talk to and see all the time and always enjoy chopping it up with you. Oh, I appreciate it, Brian. Yeah, I always I love listening to Brian or uh, to John. He's got a lot of good information out there, especially with the listings and rentals and everything going on in the market. He's a great guy. A great resources. A lot of people are at Residential Baker. I got it in screen. Spencer's yelling at me to get in screen. So there, Spencer, is that better? Okay, I'm in screen now. Um, so anyways, Corey, you know, so much has gone on in the mortgage industry in the past couple of years. We've seen the market flip, and now we're starting to see the market flip again. That's not the subject of this part of tonight's show. That was kind of the subject of the last part of the show. What we're going to talk about now is something that, without question, anybody that understands this business and any anybody that understands credit is going to think is extremely unfair, Corey, and probably almost criminal. And it is the fact that they are now, and when I say they, I'm talking Talking about our government is getting ready to uh, regulate uh, the the loan the loan our our loan business. When I say regulate, what I mean by that is they are going to look at credit and 
those people that have worked their whole entire lives or at least a long time on establishing good credit, doing things right, making payments on time, right now, it looks like they're going to try to extract some more money out of these people and make them pay more to get loans for simply doing what is right. And and transversely, people that have maybe, you know, not done things right, I don't want to say bad credit or whatever, but the bottom line is might not deserve a break. They're giving breaks too. Corey, this to me makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, Brian, I've been in the business 31 years and I've never seen anything like this. And I've been fired up over this over the last few weeks. And you've heard me. Um, what what the, our federal government came out and did and they're saying and they're doing it's going into effect in May. They're going to charge um, higher interest rates to buyers and borrowers that have a 740 FICO and lower interest rates to borrowers that have a 640 FICO. So they're penalizing, you know, buyers and borrowers that have had great credit. They, they've worked on it for years and, and they're basically going to improve the pricing on lower credit borrowers, which is almost moving into socialism. You know, this country was founded on capitalism. I love this country. And if you work hard and you have good credit, you should be rewarded for that. Now, the federal government took conservatorship of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac during the meltdown back in 08 and 09. So the, the revenue that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac spins off goes to the federal government. So, you know, when you, you can go right on, you can go right on like Yahoo Finance and you can see exactly what Fannie Mae makes every single year. Their pre-taxed income last year in 2022 was $16 billion dollars. In 2021, which was the height of the market, was 27, almost $28 billion. So it's what we heard from our government was that, you know, they need to increase the rates on borrowers with better credit to offset their losses. Well, it, it's right there. Numbers are numbers. They don't lie. The, um, you know, Fannie Mae is making a ton of money and they're going to continue to make more money by charging borrowers with good credit higher interest rates, which that that is un-American. Um, and I tell you, like myself seeing this in this industry, it disgusts me. Yeah, it it is. Uh, it just, Corey, like it makes no sense, especially the reasoning behind it. When you look at the pre-tax earnings that you just talked about, I mean, it doesn't sound too much when you're talking an average of, like you said, conservatively, a little over $16 billion annually. Uh, why would you do this? Why, why are you hurting the people that have done it right? I mean, I know it's a rhetorical question. You just basically answered it. But, Corey, I'm just flabbergasted. Spencer's actually bringing up the website where you can see exactly what Tori, Corey's talking about. You can go for yourself and check it out. The numbers are accurate. Yeah. So, so Brian, I look at it this way, you know, it, the government's always got your, their hand in your pocket, you know, charging more taxes. This is a, this is a way to charge, you know, our society more taxes without saying it's a tax. Cause at the end of the day, Fannie Mae will end up making more money over this and it'll be pushed into the government's hands. So, you know, I, I think, you know, any American looking at this, you know, they, they should, they should let their congressmen know, their senators know, you know, that, that this is not right. Um, it's just another form of tax without calling it a tax. 
Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, it just it it it's almost you look at it and doing what I've done for so long. All it's been is it's like you know having to explain to people on many occasions, Corey, that I'm sorry, but we need to work on getting your scores up a little bit. We can get you a better interest rate. Uh, your 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 uh, your the pricing will be better for you as far as you know if you want to get a better interest rate and you have to buy it down. The better your credit is, the better it is going to work out for you. So we need to work on that. I have had those speeches with over the past 21 years that I've been originating loans, I have had that speech, Corey, so many times that I could probably put it on autopilot and it would just come out of my mouth. And now all of a sudden, I have to scratch the back of my head. I don't even know how I could possibly explain this to somebody because if you're not in the know, Corey, you're not paying attention, you're going to look at me like you are flat out lying because you're telling me that if I had worse credit, I'd be paying less for this loan right now. And the answer is what's what's about to happen is, yeah, you would be. Well, at the end of the day, Brian, you know, if you have low credit, you're still going to pay a little bit higher interest rate. But what they're doing is they're improving the pricing for lower credit borrowers and the rates. And they're, they're worsening the price for right. a borrower that's got great credit. So, so at the end of the day, you know, you've, you've worked your whole life, you've saved your money, you know, you've, you've paid your bills on time and now you're being penalized for that. And anybody who wants to read about this, you can see CNN did an article yesterday on it. Um, everybody out there in the media is talking about it. Um, but you know, I think the government feels that they can get away with it without, you know, people knowing because they just bury it into the interest rate. You have a little bit higher interest rate. Nobody's going to know. And at the end of the day, you know, these profits that Fannie Mae has are astronomical. I mean, we had the worst year ever in 2022. Many mortgage companies went out of business. Most mortgage companies didn't make a dime. They lost money, but yet Fannie Mae makes $16 billion and that's not enough money. They're going to now increase their fees and make more money, you know, this next year coming up. So I just don't, the government should be there to citizens and, you know, especially first time home buyers and, and anybody with good credit. And set an example. I mean, isn't that what they're supposed to do? Set an example. If you're doing it right, live the American dream. And and that is the better you do, the better you take care of your credit and your responsibilities, the more you're going to be rewarded when you buy cars, when you buy houses, when you apply for, you know, any type of loan. That's where all that is normally a benefit for you. And like you said, in this point, um, you know, uh, to this point, you're going to be, you're going to be paying more money or the pricing is going to be higher when your credit is higher. And even they've, they've even raised our tiers, Corey, where the top tier forever on a conventional loan when we did pricing adjustments was 740. Now it's all the way up to 780. Where, you know, I would tell people, look, if you got a 740 score, this is my, always my line. I would laugh about it. You know, what well, we want, you know, this, listen, I, I, I know you've got an 806 FICO score, but, the 740 score and the 806 are going to have the exact same pricing. So if you, you know, if you, you want to really brag about your, uh, your 806, what we're going to do is we're going to get a t-shirt made so you can wear it around letting everybody know you got an 806, but your pricing is going to be the same as, as the guy with the 740. That's not the case anymore. Now, yes, your pricing is a little bit better when you have a 780 than 740, but it didn't used to be that way. They're tiering it and it's just a way to make more money. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, Brian, it, it is being tiered. And this is why, you know, we've talked to consumers, you know, over the last few years, and we've told them, you know, get in and buy properties because rates have been going up. You know, like you guys were talking about earlier, you know, we were in a seller's market, we went into a buyer's market for about maybe four to five months. And now, uh, you know, and I've been talking about this, you know, for the last two months, I see us and it's and I think it's going to come to fruition, where we're going to be back into a seller's market by June, because of the inventory dropping. We were at, you know, just talking single family residences in December, we had 8,000 yeah. single family residences listed. You know, now as of today, you're down between 3,500 and I think 3,700 right in that range. So it, it's been cut in half and it's on this trend downward because most of the buyers or most of the sellers out there, they have very low interest rates. I, I looked at a stat, uh, 60% of homeowners are under 3% interest rate and 80% are under 4% interest rate. So that means any of those you know, owners of those properties, they're not going to sell their properties until rates come down. And we're not seeing rates really come down, you know, probably until you get towards the end of this year into next year, and then you'll start to see more inventory hit. So if I were a first time home buyer in this market, you know, the sooner you get into the market, the better. Corey, anything else and 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 not leaving this subject it is it is a like i said it's a tough one to talk about because it is head scratching when you look at the profit margin um it's it, it's just shocking that that again you know and according according to the federal government you know this needs to change uh you know because well it needs to change according to us but borrowers with good credit to offset the costs uh the losses right that uh, they're supposedly taking on borrowers with not so good credit and that's kind of the explanation that we're getting, which again, to me is, is, is the twilight zone. But Corey, before we get into the interest rates, um, because I'm getting a lot of questions on that and also people are definitely interested in what's going to happen on Wednesday in the Fed Reserve meeting. I want to ask the same question me and John kind of talked about a bit to you. What do you advise realtors out there right now that have buyers that are getting maybe a little bit frustrated like they did a couple of years ago when, and, and, and this is the first time it's happened to me just this past week where I have someone out looking for houses first time home buyer lovely person i want to help her so bad and so does a realtor and she is running into snags because she's right in that right in that price range where a lot of people are and um she, two times now she's found a property she loved and there was at least three offers well, was three offers on one and five on the other what do you tell a realtor other than what we've already told them the, the uh, in the conditional pre-approval to get to potentially help them get their offers accepted um, I, I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, going with a reputable lender, because when you send that pre-approval over, you know, that that listing agent is looking at that offer. It's, it's having like you guys talked about having the loan officer actually make the call to the listing agent, reassuring the listing agent that you have a qualified buyer um, and that, you know, they, they can close within 14 days because we're getting back to that seller's market where they're not paying those fees anymore. Uh, they're not paying your closing costs. We're seeing that they were up until about a month ago. So I think it's it's really just, you know, preparing yourself uh, with a great lender, uh, you know, whether it's Residential Bank Corp or another lender out there, you know, I would, I would talk to your loan officer if you're not working with us, you know, and make sure that they're making that phone call for you. You know, you need to do everything you possibly can to get that offer accepted. And communication is the number one thing. You know, we hear constantly from these real estate agents, I'm so, I'm so appreciative that, you know, your loan officer called, gave me the details on this 
this, explained it. Now I'm going to take that to my seller and let them know that we have a valid buyer here that's similar to a cash buyer. Because when you have that pre-approval, they look at it as a cash offer because they're fully qualified by an underwriter. That That is probably the number one thing they can do. And just stay in the market. You may have to put multiple offers in on properties to get them accepted. But with the demand here in Vegas, if you don't do it now, we see the values continuing to go up and it becoming a tougher market for buyers, especially during the summer in you know June, July, and August. Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent And I, I, a great laugh. We talked about Tom Fisher a little bit. He commented on the he commented on the page saying Robinhood would be proud of the new program. So <laughs> that's what it is. It's Robinhood. Take from the rich and give to the poor. Uh, Corey, uh, getting into what we we talked about. Obviously, you've got. Uh, interest rates. We'll do that first, and then we'll close with talking about the Fed Reserve meeting coming up, although they kind of correlate with each other. But what do you see? Obviously, you're going to give us your opinion of what's going to happen. Well, maybe just do that. What's going to go on on Wednesday? And then what do you see happening to interest rates thereafter? Well, Brian, we, we had some good data that came out over the last month. Um, you know, our CPI, which is a consumer price index, dropped from 6% to 5%. And the Federal Reserve wants to get that down to 2%. So we're, we're going in the right trend. Um, it's moving in the right direction. So, you know, I can tell you personally, last meeting, the Fed said they, you know, this may be the last rate increase of a quarter. And if, if uh, Jerome Powell comes out and basically states that, this is it. We've got another quarter rate increase. Um, we will see our rates rally. And we already have. If you go back to March 1st, the 10-year treasury was at above 4%. As of today, it's under 3.5%, which means rates have improved tremendously over the last two months. And that that's solely because of the data that's come out. And the analysts are believing that the Federal Reserve on the 3rd is going to increase just the quarter and hold it there. And if they can just hold it there to the end of the year, we will see our rates continue to rally and continue to go down. And that's whatever that's what everyone is hoping for. I got a couple of questions. It's ironic because I'm actually working on a VA loan myself right now. But a few questions on VA loans and how what we've been talking about could potentially affect VA loans or VA rates. And I don't think it really will. But I'll let Corey answer the question. And that was, by the way, that was Francis and I believe, uh, yeah, Francis and Henderson. Well, Francis, I can tell you this. Um, VA loans are one of our favorite loans to do. Um, I personally love them because there are a number of things. Uh, one, you know, the, the VA buyer could come in with zero down. Two, there's no monthly mortgage insurance on them. Um, and, and three, if you're looking at a VA rate compared to a Fannie Mae rate or compared to an FHA rate, it is one of the lowest rates you can get um, compared to in comparison to all the other products. So that's the one thing I can tell you that the government has really stepped up and done for their veterans is that they've given them lower rates than what the standard rates are, and they've given them a great program. So, you know, that program is not changing. That program is still set the way it was. And if you're a VA, VA buyer, you know, you're, you're in a great situation. No, you really are. And, you know, one of the things with working on this one, one of the things I've learned, too, is with VAs, you know, credit debt to income ratio, those things are still, they're still relevant, but not nearly as relevant as they would be in other types of loans where you can get by because they really want to take care of the veterans. And, um, you know, and there's some great programs out there. There's also a tax, tax relief benefit that once you purchase a home or even under contract, you can talk to Clark County about that. That'll help you with your taxes or uh, something. And if you're a disabled veteran, my goodness, if you're not taking advantage of a VA loan, I mean, when you're, when you're disabled, you have disabled 
status. They waive the VA funding fee. That's like the MI of VA loans. And when they waive that, uh, geez, 100% financing, you waive the VA funding fee. Corey, you're not coming in with very much money. No, Brian. And if the seller's paying closing costs or if you have a seller paying closing costs, we've seen veterans come in with next to nothing. Um, you know, and, and a lot of the time, you know, on our, our different programs that we have for veterans, you know, we're covering some of their closing costs as well, which helps them get into the properties. Um, like you said, the disabled veterans, it's huge. Um, there's no upfront mortgage insurance, which really helps them helps them get into the property. But the other thing, you know, if you, even if you're not disabled, that upfront mortgage insurance premium is financed into the loan amount. So you're not having to bring that in out of your pocket. So like I said, you know, the federal government has done a tremendous job, you know, supporting their veterans. That's one one area they definitely haven't slacked in. And if you're a veteran out there, um, you definitely need to talk to a loan officer if you're considering buying it all. Just the programs are the best. And again, that's something they haven't taken away. And also, you know, we're going to talk on a future show coming up as we're just about out of time about the down payment assistance programs again as they have changed a little bit. But the one program, Corey, that has remained consistent, and I'll end on this, is the teachers program. The teachers program, they still have that 7,500 grant. They're still prorating at three years. The, uh, you know, it's prorated. So, teachers out there as well we can really help you out and it's a really good interest rate under under seven percent yeah brian that nevada housing program they've done a an incredible job for your your teachers and and of all places you know teachers do so much and and i feel teachers are so underpaid for the job that they do so you know they, they've created that program which gives them the seventy five hundred dollars and helps them get into the property and be able to close that loan with very little into it from themselves no question about it. He is Corey Wood, CEO and president of Residential Bank Corp. That was the CEO corner. Corey, as always, thanks for joining the show and thanks for some of that great, tremendous insight. Hey, Brian, I appreciate it. You, ha- you and your listeners have a wonderful weekend. We'll do the same once again. We are out of time. It's time to exit stage left. we got another great show coming up right after this at 7 o'clock, so make sure you stick around for the next uh, couple of hours. I am Brian Feldman. This is Rent It, Buy It, Refied. I want to thank Corey Wood. Thank John LaGuardia. Thank Spencer, the Wiz Ostrowski. Same time, same place next week. And remember, AM and FM now. 1400 AM, 107.1 FM. We'll see you next week. Buy it, refi it on KSHP, 1400 AM. If you own or plan to own a home in the state of Nevada, make sure to check out Brian, Louie, and the rest of the Residential Bank Corp crew, along with the mortgage and real estate industry leaders and experts every Friday night at 6. Remember, if you're looking for any information regarding mortgage programs, go to residentialbankcorp.com or give Brian Feldman a call personally at 702-964-5720. Residential Bank Corp. Funding America one neighborhood at a time.